Hi, and welcome to the Trail to Austin, the place to get to beat the people of Austin and find out how they became the people of Austin. I'm your host, Bob Morris, and sitting across town looking for his cryptocurrency password so he doesn't lose his 2751 in, in uh, Bitcoin is my co-host, Joel McCall. You know... And Joel went bye-bye. <laughs> I swear it was my birth... You know, I looked on my driver's license. That didn't work. I, I just don't know what to say. Well, good luck with that. But if you have any ideas, let me know. <laughs> they, they're telling the other guy to go seek a psychic. Um, so with that, I want to get to our guest today because um, when Joel and I first started talking about doing this podcast, uh, we talked about people we'd like to talk to. And this person rose kind of to the top of both of our list as somebody we would... Um, we wanted to get to know a little better and thought it would be fun to do. So um, with that in mind, and you you will know her when you see her and hear her, and you can see her every night at 6 and 10 on KVU as the one the main anchor, I guess is what she's called. It's Miss Quita Culpepper. How you doing, Quita? Hi. How are y'all? Is that technically Hello, your job? Quita. Lead anchor? Or um, I I am I'm okay yeah fine we'll say lead anchor but I'm I'm a co-anchor as well yeah okay I got my partner tell Brian Brian. That, I think you should tell Brian that that we officially named you the lead anchor <laughs> I'll let you all tell him that yeah okay, okay. <laughs> well you've been around um, this city long enough that I feel like you really are part of Austin you know that you you kind of symbolize our little city here or you formerly little city. Um, but tell us um, how you got here. I, I understand you moved here at about age 13. That's right. And by, let me just say what you just said, that is, that's one of the nicest things I've heard. That is so sweet. And I thank you because Austin is Austin's home. This is my city. I love this town. But I got here, let's see, when I was about 12, 13 years old, uh, moved from upstate New York. I was very excited because up there, we at the time thought that all Texans lived on a ranch like Dallas and had their own <laughs> horse and, you know, oh, my life was going to be glorious. <laughs> um, found out quickly enough that that's not how it is in most of Texas. But uh, we moved to Austin and I haven't left since. I love it. Yeah, so I think I, I now, read somewhere in another interview you did that um, you referred to this as our formerly small town, which it did seem that way back in those oh, times. Back, back when I moved here, there was, let's see, around 183 in Oak Knoll. There really wasn't much of anything past there. It's like little two, three, four lane road, country town kind of thing. Austin has grown in ways I never imagined. Ever. So what what year did you move here? I got here in 82. Nice. Wow. And so... So I still yeah, got I, to experience a lot of the fun Austin, like Liberty Lunch and... Mm -hmm. ah, great place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you've been on the air. I'll let you tell the listeners how long you've been on the air here, if you want. Oh, oh wow. Um, well, radio or TV? Because... Well, it's, it's specifically with Caveview. I know you've been there. You know, most oh, of gosh. I, my first day at Caveview was November 1st, 1998. 
So it's been, what, about 22, it'll be 23 years uh, this November, I guess. Nice. And, you know. It's been a while. <laughs> you know, for the people who haven't been here that long, um, first off, I didn't know they put people on the air at age of nine, you know. <laughs> Bless you for that. Thank you. <laughs> but no, actually, Quita does not look a day different than she did back then, other than the hair. I mean, your hair was yeah, a little shorter. Yeah, the hair's always little... changing. It's kind of like, I want it short. Oh, no, I want it long again. But I, I have been blessed with amazingly good genes. The, the Culpepper genes apparently are just tremendous. So, yeah, I, my mom and dad still look pretty young, and I've got my picture of Dorian Gray in the attic. Just yeah. <laughs> So I'm good. So, Joel, what was Well, I remember when you came on on KLBJ, <laughs> and I uh, used to listen to you there. Uh, have you always wanted a, uh, a, a profession in the media? I did. Um, I was cleaning out the attic, what, years and years ago. And my dad had one of those old reel-to-reel -reel tape player things. Uh -huh. And they had saved it because they had me doing like a, a newscast when I was about two or three. And just talking into the mic and being like, this is Guida Culpepper. I'm in the backyard. And uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. I started my own newspaper when I was, what about, maybe seven or eight. And I've always had a love for journalism and just getting all up in everybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. When you, uh, you know, when you first came on the air back then in the late 90s, it seems like KBU kind of had a policy, and maybe it still stands a little bit today, but because things were slower, um, you know, the new reporter on the street would always get these weird assignments <laughs> out in the heat it's, of we'd, summer. We'd be standing in the heat or, you know, in the ice storm, but it's, you know what? It's what we love to do. That's why we became reporters, just to be out there all up in it. Yeah. So and do you miss that's that? That's part of my job. <laughs> Do you miss that being an anchor? <laughs> uh, let me phrase this carefully. Um, actually, I do sometimes because being out there and, and just being like right in the middle of all the action, that is an adrenaline rush. Oof, you just kind of never get over. But you have the same sort of storytelling opportunities being an anchor that you have being a reporter. And it's important to learn to do both, I think, as well as you can, because you got to have a lot under your belt in order to stay in this business. <laughs> so who would you name as uh, mentors or, or people that you uh, wanted to, I don't want to say idolize, but, but model yourself after? Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, I loved Walter Cronkite, loved Walter Cronkite and That's Peter true. Jennings as well. Um, but I think what really, the people I really started to want to follow and emulate and, and just be like them were actually local people. Judy Maggio, she is mm -hmm. an icon to me. She is one of the best She's journalists wonderful. and one of the best people I've ever had the honor to know. And being able to work with her and have her talk to me and mentor me and just, you know, show me what journalism is really all about. That was invaluable to me. That is something I will never, ever stop being grateful for. But there's Judy, there's Ron Oliveira, 
Fred yep. Cantu. I mean, all of those people were here at KVU when I first came on. And I think without them, I probably wouldn't have stuck it out and I wouldn't have wanted to learn my craft the way that I have. Nice. Fantastic. Go ahead, Joel. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say, every person you named has, is, yeah, is an Austin icon. Uh, and and I, you know I, what? There's one that I definitely don't want to forget because he will always mean the world to me. Dick Ellis. Oh, He's, yeah. He was one of a kind. Yeah. And I will never stop missing him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's interesting since you've been here, you know, like you said, the length of time that you have and, and been in the public eye, it started giving you some, I know it is opportunities in the last few years to do some more interesting things like, you know, turn on the Christmas tree lights at Zilker and, you know. And I love that kind of stuff because I was like, this is just so Austin. Oh my gosh, they want me to be a part of this. Uh, yeah, I'm there. Like lighting the Zilker Christmas tree and just going to schools and talking to kids and it's, it's so much fun because yeah. I get to get out of here, you know, and I get to meet people, <laughs> and just, you know, talk their ear off. And I love that stuff. <laughs> so you, well, Bob and I are charter members of the Quita Culpepper fan club. Just want to oh let my you goodness. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you all aren't giving away buttons or t-shirts because I don't know anybody who'd really want any. <laughs> no, be surprised. We are collecting dues. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, you've got to, you know, like, going back to what we were talking about, about Austin being kind of a small town and not much going on, you know, to all of a sudden, as we're this big, thriving metropolis now, we have bombers and, you know, <laughs> pandemics, and, I mean, it just seems like, what's been your sense of how the news is growing over time as the population's growing and stuff like that, the more breaking stories and stuff like that? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, there's always going to be those stories that will touch Austinites. Like back in the day, it was the yogurt shop murders because right. we really hadn't seen anything that heinous before. Now it seems like there's just more and more happening because as the town grows, so the amount of people coming in, you know, so does crime statistics, all of that stuff, our traffic it's it's just become a lot more busy and there's a lot more to report on and talk about yeah well no i know and you guys you guys have got that series boomtown 2040 where you're reporting oh, yes. on the growth i mean uh yeah i saw them report yesterday i think that the new what was it median new home price was uh 307 and four hundred and thirty three thousand dollars thereabouts and i was like holy smokes batman I mean, there's a lot of people who can't afford to live right. here in Austin anymore. Like a lot of my musician friends, a lot of my artist friends, they had, they're living out in the outskirts now because it's, it's expensive to live in Austin. Oh, absolutely. I mean, ask Joel, he's, he's a musician himself and, you know, it's hard <laughs> to find a place to play. There it's you true. go. So... And I mean, like Samsung is coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, well, no, not Samsung. Pardon me. Oracle. Tesla is uh, coming in and supposedly it's going to be taking over a place that's been around in South Austin forever, the music lab. And that's where a lot of bands would be able to go and 
you know, rehearse and practice because yep. it's hard to find a place to do that one. And it's hard to find a, a reasonably inexpensive place to do that too. And so that's another part of Austin that's probably going to be going away. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, and you know, uh, 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 in the uh, music community, since you we you touched on that, uh, that's been a real uh, source of conversation. Uh, the fact that musicians are being priced out of what ostensibly has been the live music capital of the world. Uh, and so there's real question whether or not we can still claim that. Uh, what what do you like to do uh, in your spare time? Let, let, let's talk about Quita after hours. Oh, oh we don't want to go there. Um, I, well, let's see. Before the pandemic, I used to love to just go out and go to new restaurants because Austin always has a new restaurant opening someplace, all different kinds of foods. Eating is Eating is my passion, just telling you right now. Um, but I'd love to go out to new restaurants. I loved going to listen to live music whenever I could. And just hanging out with some old friends and, you know, or just sitting around at home, reading a book, relaxing, sleeping. Oh, sleeping is glorious. And <laughs> that's it for now. Well, you know, I saw you a couple of times um, at Cap City when you were going to see Dudley yeah, and Bob. I loved that place. Yeah. That was my, that was honestly my happy place because I could go there and if there was something on my mind, something was bothering me, boom, it was gone because Margie and all the people there were, they, they're wonderful people. And it really hurts my heart that Cap City had to close. Yeah, that was something that I, I didn't see coming. You know, I saw the problems with the restaurants and stuff and never even gave a thought to that one. And then when it exactly. happened, it was like, what? Huh? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just one in a long list yeah. of casuals. Yeah, that's, that's a sad list this year because we lost so many institutions, it seems like. And that's, yes. I don't know. Anyway, um, back to your, your report. I was going to say, we got all sad there. I know. For a yeah, I might, I might get there. Get away from there. Um, you, um, so you work the uh, 6 and 10 news. Yes, so what yes, sir. goes on between 6 and 10? Oh, wait, what? Say that again? What goes on from 6.30 to 10? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Uh, we have an evening meeting where we get around and we talk about what we could have done better and what else we may have wanted to do or a different way we could have done the 5 and the 6. And just talk about it's like, oh, well, you know, we had a mic lift, da, 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 and just go over, you know, different things, our discrete report meeting, so to speak. Uh, then I finally get to like run to a fast food joint, get some lunch or dinner <laughs> or cook something at the station because I have a little Instapot electric lunch box that, you know, I, I love that thing. Anyway. Was it on a um, Does so It Work Wednesday? Actually, I did it for a Does It Work Wednesday. And it was amazeballs. Loved it. It's like cooked chicken and fish, even though they hate the smell of fish. <laughs> but, but there's nobody in the building now, so I can cook what I want. Um, yeah, but it, it's great. But I, you know, cook, eat lunch for about an hour, dinner for an hour. And then it's kind of like start going over the stories, rearranging newscasts. If something happens, it's like, okay, let's grab an interview. Let's do this. 
talk to the reporters in the field, help them with their stories and just sort of bounce ideas off Brian and uh, Chrissy and Laura, our executive producer and producer for the 10. And it just never stops. And then we go and we tape some stuff in the studio and then we get ready for the, I get to like throw on some makeup and lipstick and oh God, the hair, the hair is not working. And then run into the studio and do the 10 And then you always appear so calm when you're sitting there. It's, it's, I'm an actress, you know, yeah. like there's some, there's always something going on under, under well, this very calm demeanor, but no, I mean, you have to be calm. You, I, I can't just get on there and start screaming. Oh my gosh, everybody, your life is about to end. Run, run for your life. <sighs> I, I am the voice of calm in our perpetual storm. There you go. Well, speaking of actress, so you've also done a couple of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I did. And it was so fun. If, if I wasn't a journalist, by golly, I'd be an actress because I want my own trailer and all that fun stuff. Nice. But no, I, it was, it was a great experience because I actually minored in theater in college. So I was like, great. I get to do everything I love. Woo. I'm the luckiest girl around. Well, and so for so, uh, listeners who may not, oh. <laughs> must I? <laughs> I started out doing extra work when I was still at KLBJ. Oh my goodness, um, y'all! I'm I'm drawing a blank. I'm just I hate being put on the spot. One thing you don't know is I'm extremely shy. <laughs> I don't laugh. I'm extremely <laughs> uh, So it's like when you ask me these things, my my subconscious is like, you don't need to talk about yourself. Come on. No, but I um I started out as an extra and I did uh, a couple of TV movies, one with Valerie Bertinelli, and I got to sit in the courtroom and look serious. Hmm. And then I was a waitress in a Mike Judge movie. Um, nice. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Was that office Flair. space? It was awesome. Because that's what I wear anyway. And then I, uh, I've, I've done a couple of different movies. You know, you, you, why are you embarrassing me? <laughs> I know you were in Bernie. How was it working with Jack Black? You know what? I didn't actually get to like work with him, work with him. I got to see him shoot some scenes and stuff. Bernie... Bernie was amazing. That was an amazing movie to be a part of. And I'm so, so glad that I was able to. Uh, Richard Linklater was, he was like an amazing director. Just watching him work and the way his mind puts stuff together, it was incredible. Good. Excellent. So we, um, we want to make sure we get to have a little fun here with you. So we're going to... Um, oh, no. Oh, no. This is, this is harmless fun. Um, <laughs> For now. Yeah, I was like, for now. I've heard that harmless fun. So I notice on all your uh -huh. social media, you um, you always put something about lover of breakfast tacos. Yes, uh, I, I have a I have a deep abiding love for my breakfast tacos. So where where are your three favorite go to places for breakfast tacos? My house, my mom and dad's house, and. Probably Torchies. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I'd challenge you, um, if you haven't had this before, if you want to take a, a little bit of a drive sometime, uh, drive down to Valentina's. They make an outstanding you know, I have heard talk. they bought Valentina's into the station and they were so, so good. But it's kind of like, I can't drive every morning all no. the way down there. Because, you know what, driving in Austin used to be, oh, here I go on my rant. Driving in Austin used to be easy. But now it's like getting to South Austin, it's a whole other country. I can't get there the time I need to get there. Yeah. No, I mean, it's almost impossible. So, so um, what are... But yeah, I'm, I'm always open to, to new places to get breakfast tacos. Please let me know. Tell me. Okay. So um, what would be, I guess, the biggest story you've worked on since you've been with the station? Oh, wow. There's been so many different stories. Um, of course, the Austin bomber, mm-hmm. that was a huge one. Um, I'd, I wasn't at KVU when I thought was doing this story. I was still at KLBJ, but it's a story that has stuck with me through my, through most of my life, actually. The story of Brandon Baugh. He was, I believe, about six to eight months old when he was taken by his babysitter, Kathy Lynn Henderson. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, she says it was an accident, but investigators say he was killed deliberately. So she ran off and took his body to another state, buried him in a wine box. Mm. And... It took a little while to find him. And I went and actually covered that funeral, and it was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I remember that story well. Okay, well, we'll get the mood back going again. What's the I was going to say, story? oh, my God, I'm just bringing you all so down. No, well, <laughs> okay, well, here's a question. So everybody loves bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the the unknown channel 24 bloopers oh my gosh uh well i think well this one's actually really known um i was reporting downtown for f1 and there was a drunk woman that was standing behind me and she just sort of crept right up behind me i didn't know she was there i knew something was going to happen because my photographer looked like a deer in the headlights and i was like someone's gonna kill me i'm gonna be knifed something's happening because he looks scared to death (laughs) She just came and she just stood over my shoulder and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And just went on. Um, Oh, gosh, some unknown bloopers. Well, I can't tell you all the secrets that happen around here. They'll kill me. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, like, we can be walking and we might get tangled up in a wire. You don't see that, thank goodness. Or the no. heel of our shoe breaks off, and it's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to stand here, just kind of wobble. Thank goodness they're shooting me from the, you know, chest up. Yeah. But yeah, usually things things go pretty smoothly. Usually, so, unless we, you know, come back on TV after the show's over by mistake, and that that's happened. No. <laughs> so who's the practical joker? Oh Every my god, crew has got to have one. <laughs> We have a few of those uh, in our midst. I would say Mike Rush, he loves, oh my gosh, he loves his jokes. He mostly loves dad jokes, but he can be a practical joker as well. Um, I 
might have had a habit in the past of jumping from around a corner and, you know, yelling boo and scaring people. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think all of us actually, we, we all like to get a leg up on the other person. So if there's a good joke so to be it's found. It's an ongoing thing. <laughs> it's ex- exactly. The, pr- the prank wars are always ongoing. <laughs> Game you. Nice. So who, um, who would so you my say wife, is your go-to? My wife's told me to tell you she is a, your biggest fan. Aw, tell She's her sitting here laughing at me. That is so sweet. So you hear that, Kathy? I did. Okay, she heard it. <laughs> so who's your go-to person if you, if you like, really need something done and it's like, oh, this person will get it done for me no matter what? Oh, my gosh. Executive producer, Chrissy. Chrissy Mazzone. She, I'll be like, Chrissy, I don't know. She's like, give me five minutes. I'm on it. She's like, she's like a magical unicorn. It's amazing. She'll just wave her arm or wave her hand and boom, it happens. Or she'll get me the information I need. She's incredible. Cool. Nice. You, um, go ahead, Joel. Well, I was going to ask, uh, what is your take on these TV shows like The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon or these shows that portray the newsroom? You know, I have actually not watched The Morning Show because I it just doesn't appeal to me. Okay. <laughs> I see it every day. <laughs> Okay. Well, so what is I'm some like, of your? I'm going to watch something. I, I want to watch something that's not my, you know, not my life. But <laughs> honestly, I've seen a few really good shows that do portray the way the it is in a TV station. One of my favorites that used to be on the air a billion years ago, Sports Night. That was oh, such yeah. a good show. I loved that show, and it it pretty it it pretty much set the tone. <laughs> Nice. Nice. So, what have you been binge watching? Oh my! Oh, ridiculous, stupid things, just to sort of get my mind off everything that's been going on. I love horror movies. Horror movies are the best because you can just laugh and be like, <laughs> "That's not going to happen to me in real life." Thank you. But it, I've been watching just like. Any and all horror movies that I can find. Right now, I've been watching Indonesian horror movies wow. because they're, not, they're nothing like American horror. You laugh, Joel. I laughed too. They are nothing like American <laughs> horror movies. It's like because in America, horror movies, you know, you have you, you have the rite of passage. You know what's going to happen. It's almost like you wrote it yourself. In an Indonesian horror movie, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, what's the because you have no clue what the heck is happening. And it's usually going to be horrible and gory and just totally out of left field. Are there subtitles? Oh, yeah, there has to be subtitles. I was going to say, <laughs> do you speak fluent? Uh... No, sir. No, I do not. <laughs> I was about to be really impressed. <laughs> well, so, not that impressive, trust me. So uh, I have a little question for Quita based on her oh, social no. media. So I saw something you tweeted out a couple of years ago. I thought, well, that's odd. I wonder where she's going with that. And then I saw something last week that you favorited that confirmed my suspicion. You, what? 
you are a closeted Duran Duran fan. Uh, not so closeted. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not Duran not Duran well, anyway. will forever be awesome in my mind and in my heart and my spirit because, well, they just are. Um, yeah, not a closeted Duran Duran fan. I am a full-on, in-your-face Duran Duran fan. Okay, well, how about the rest <laughs> of the 80s music? Are you... That's so funny. Are you... Are you stalking my tweets what are you no, doing no it's just so odd when you sent something like that out i was like and then i got a notification you liked this picture of them from some other girl i actually kind of liked them myself in the 80s and just not gonna say much about that well i mean they had great music in the 80s and the 90s and they're still making new music so it's kind of like yes gotta get a little duran duran fix so are you a big 80s music fan I love 80s music, Depeche Mode, Duran Duran, oh my god, I mean, just Michael Jackson, Rick James, all of it, all of it. <laughs> so, I have an, another question for you, this is um, another podcast I listen to, uh, plays this game called Tool Tunes, and the definition of okay. a, a tool tune is a song that you really like, but if you were rolling up on a bus stop, you would roll your windows up so you wouldn't have to change the station and feel like other people would be judging you. I'm constantly being judged. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not rolling my windows up. <laughs> oh, okay, so the, there is no such thing as a tool tune in your world that you'd be embarrassed if anybody knew you were listening, but... No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, cool. No, there's not, honestly. That works, then. For you. People, people will see me at the, uh, you know, if we're at a stop sign or something, I'll be rocking out. So, yeah, I, I'm not... <laughs> Embarrassed anymore. <laughs> nice. AC, it doesn't matter if we're like I'm doing for those about to rock, you know, ACDC or whatever. It doesn't matter. Singing a little yeah, Captain and Oh no! <laughs> wow. Like, well, that's range. Well, Captain and were pretty great back in the day. Come on. No, I know Boy, that's just range. <laughs> well, I heard one of their songs yesterday, and I was like, I forgot just how you know good that was. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, does it work Wednesday? Will it work Wednesday? What is your, I'm going to say, favorite gizmo that's come out of that? My electric lunchbox, hands oh. down. Love. Right, let's go to what is the <laughs> one that disappointed you the most? Oh, wow. Um, there was one where it was like a comb. And you were supposed to be able to comb dye through your hair evenly. And, you know, it's going to, oh, my God, it's going to look beautiful. Oh, it'll be perfectly dyed. So I bought it. And you fill the comb full of dye, the dye color of your choice. So we found a hair model, beautiful blonde hair. And she was like, well, I need to dye my hair red. It's like, perfect. Put it in there. Took her to a salon. We started using it. No dye was coming out. It's like, what's wrong with this thing? So we shook it up. Still nothing. Shook up again. Boom! It exploded. <laughs> so we got her hair right, <laughs> gave her a ball cap, and gave that uh, product a big thumbs down. Nice. nice. So you have to pay for these things? Oh, you need to yeah, talk I to management. I get reimbursed. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I know it's you... start a fund. Yeah. <laughs> I know we have to let you go a little early today, so will we... Um, oh, sorry about that. No, no, no. No problem at all. But there's a couple of questions. Well, at least one of us has a job. 
Yeah. <laughs> so um, we usually ask our guests, I'll go ahead and ask you this, but I'm, I want to ask it in two ways. Since you've lived in Austin, what's been the weirdest thing you've seen in Austin? Since it would keep Austin weird. Oh, Lord. Um, Jennifer Gale singing Christmas songs at a city council meeting. That's one weird thing. <laughs> and the naked bike guy. Yep. He comes Hooray. up a lot. <laughs> he comes, that gets Jolene brought up. Jolene like it's you. Hey, you got to kill so, time somehow, right? <laughs> I used to live in the neighborhood. So the other way I want to ask the question, because it's you, is what is the weirdest story you've reported on in Austin? Oh, there's been some weird ones. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember the duck's name. The goose. Oh, with the arrow? No, no, no. This, this, uh, this goose was actually kidnapped by the homeless. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. And they, the, well, Goose died and he was stuffed. <laughs> and they had a nice big press conference about him because they're like, we're going to do something for the homeless and this Goose is going to help. And Okay. So, yes, I got to meet the deceased Goose. It was, it was a beautiful job that they did and, and learn all about his history. And I was like, you know what this, I mean, it's actually, it's a huge part of Austin's history, but you know, it, it was, it was keeping Austin weird and it was fantastic. Yeah. So that, that's definitely, you got think up there for me. <laughs> well, Quia, that's I'm, one of the better ones we've heard, Bob. Yes. <laughs> I, really, I think his name was Homer, Homer the goose. Yes. That I sounds familiar. Right. Look, look him up. That is true. Austin history. Yep. Well, I really want to thank you for your time today. Um, it, it's been a joy talking to you, and we, we figured it would be. So, um, what Hey, I warned you in the beginning, I am a dork. I'm, I'm so sorry for ruining your podcast. Oh, no, you're, you're, you're fabulous, Guida. You did awesome. And um, if you can hold on just a second after I sign off, there, there was something I want to uh, talk to you about real quick, and it'll, it'll just take 30 seconds. Um, but anyway. Of course. Uh, Stalker. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to do our audience a favor, people. <laughs> so, um, anyway, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, my gosh. Um, hey, watch KVU News at 5, 6, and 10 with Quidical Pepper and Brian Mays. And, of course, our lovely chief watchist, Erica Lopez. Boom. See, that was my announcer voice. I, yeah. I'm, I'm doing Very it. nice. <laughs> yeah. So, Joel, anything you need to plug? Um. Still hoping for gigs. Okay. <laughs> wear a mask, get vaccinated. We got to get the uh, venues open. Yes, we do. Yes. So. Well, so that should do it for this time. Um, you know, thanks to Quito, Joel, and I'm saying <laughs> Joel's dog Not is screaming. Not everybody wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on the trail to Austin. Bye. <laughs>